Nikolai Leonovich Slaminsky was a Russian-born American conductor and author, a pianist, and composer. He was best known for his writing and musical work. One of his books was called The Thesaurus of Scales and Melodic Patterns. The Thesaurus of Scales and Melodic Patterns was written in 1947. It was considered a systematic compendium of templates for composition and improvisation. Specifically, jazz musicians would use Slamaninsky's book to practice to help them be better improv soloists. Specifically, McCoy Tyner and the most famous user of Slaminsky's work was John Coltrane. John Coltrane was a tenor saxophonist. And what it says is that Coltrane would carry the book with him constantly, specifically during the years of 57 to 59, and he would take it with him on concert tours, and he would practice it as part of his daily routine. What was also known about John Coltrane is that John Coltrane was a methodical practicer. He would often practice eight hours a day, legendary for his practice routines. Writers treat me like Coltrane, insane. Yes to them, but to me, I'm a different kind. We're brothers of the same mind, unblind. Caught in the middle end, not surrendering. I don't rhyme for the sake of riddling. Some claim that I'm a smuggler. Some say I never heard of you. A rap burglar. False media? We don't need it, do we? Welcome to the Stephen Thompson Experience. This is Stephen Thompson, and this is my experience. Well, this month, I am looking at the music of Public Enemy. And what I'm looking at this week is Don't Believe the Hype. Don't Believe the Hype was on a nation of millions to hold us back. And the song came out in 1988. And Chuck D said that this song was inspired by Noam Chomsky. And Noam Chomsky was an American linguist, a philosopher, a cognitive scientist, a historian, and also a social critic. Chomsky was also described as the father of modern linguistics. And he's a major figure in analytical philosophy and one of the founders of the field of cognitive science. So let's settle in with this. Don't believe the hype. Well, what exactly is hype? And how does hype appear in our daily lives? And I want to talk about why we should not believe the hype. Because often hype is not connected with reality. Again, hype is not connected with reality. Now let's look specifically at this song. And I want to share a little bit about you know my journey in this episode. Hype. And why we shouldn't believe it. And by the end of this, I want us to examine and look at hype and how hype might be affecting us as we walk through our days and as we try to put our great work into the world. Well, the definition of hype is 
an extravagant or intensive publicity or promotion. That's the noun version. A verb is to promote or publicize a product or an idea intensively, often exaggerating its importance or benefits. And let's settle in to that. Often exaggerating its importance or benefits. And a lot of times, conventional wisdom, conventional thinking can be hype. For instance, let's go back at John Coltrane. Writers treat me like Coltrane insane. So John Coltrane, in his career, later on in his career, he began to play avant-garde jazz. And some people would call it out. And it didn't fit the the constructs of traditional jazz music. And I was a saxophone player. And in high school, I really liked John Coltrane. And I, I liked John Coltrane's out albums, Interstellar Space being one of them. And I remember in college, I was a music major, and they wanted us to transcribe solos. And I didn't want to transcribe a solo. Transcribing a solo is you take the person's work and you write it down note for note, and then you practice that person's solo. Now, improvisation, when you improvise, you are creating your own work based upon the chord changes that are assigned to you. One, three, five, seven, melodic minor, harmonic minor, dominant sevenths, I got rhythm, all of these chord changes, you use those chord changes to construct your version of what you think the art should be. And I felt that giant steps and transcribing giant steps was me not creating art, but me just simply imitating John Coltrane. Problems occurred. I was told No, you have to learn how to transcribe a solo in order to play the right way. I said I wanted to play interstellar space. I wanted to play out. I loved avant-garde. Again, you can't play out until you master or know how to play in first. Now, I had been playing since I was in fourth grade, and now I'm in college. So... I had played. I knew how to play the saxophone. I knew how to play all my 12 major and minor scales. I know how to play arpeggios. I know how to play major scales, minor scales, melodic minor scales, harmonic minor scales. I had auditioned and made my way into top jazz bands in the state in the high school in high school. So I was a saxophone player, but for some reason I was not allowed to play interstellar space or play out or improvise on my own because I had to somehow master the instrument. And then there were certain populations that said, well, you know what? This is out. It's not conventional music. It's not something you should be pursuing. But you know what? How come I wasn't handed a book, or the information that actually John Coltrane was basing his work on a Russian classical composer. Thesaurus of Scales and Melodic Patterns. He simply was moving forward and evolving as a musician, and he wasn't staying in the same place. And I was at a point 
where I could move on. But yet I was told I couldn't. And the reasons I told was told that I couldn't, that was hype. It was hype. Conventional thinking, I had to play the right way. I had to transcribe a solo. Instead of moving me forward, handing me a book, The Thoris of Scales and Melodic Patterns, and if somebody would have said, oh, if you want to play like John Coltrane, here is the Thesaurus of Scales and Melodic Patterns. Now go and play that music. That's how you move people forward. That's, we need to be advocates for people. You know what happened? I had a hard time in music in college. I failed those classes. Now, I could play the saxophone, but I couldn't pass the classes. But there was nobody, to, nobody stepped in ever and said, Steve, you know what? You are a great player, but you're not a, into theory and oral skills. Let's equip you, or let's help you, or let's move you forward. There was no advocacy there. Now, as an adult, I worked through that, and I don't blame people for that way. But I know now, when I am confronted with somebody who has talent, a dream, and passion, I'm going to move them forward in that dream and in that passion, and I'm not going to give them hype based upon conventional thinking and based upon what I believe. Writers treat me like Coltrane insane. Why was Chuck D considered insane? He based his song was inspired by the father of modern linguistics. Insanity isn't birthed in someone who reads and is inspired by someone who is the father of linguistics. Insanity is not birthed from someone who practices eight hours a day and is inspired by the thesaurus of scales and melodic patterns and a Russian-born composer. But hype... Hype will tell you, not the truth, but hype will tell you another story. That it's not being done the right way. You see, when somebody comes along and they try to tell you how to do something, now unless you are a nuclear physicist and you're building a space shuttle, or if you're doing open heart surgery, how becomes important. But on our day to day, and we're creating art, or we're creating work, how can be an obstacle? Especially if you are the dictator of the how, and there are multiple ways to do something, and multiple ways have been proven by other people, if your how becomes an obstacle to somebody's why, you need to step aside and put your how down and help somebody advance in their why. No hype. I think we need to reevaluate and decide what is hype and what isn't hype. If there's research, science, data that supports a conclusion grounded in logic and reason, that's not hype. 
but a logical fallacy, something that is asserted without evidence, claimed without warrants, and passed off as truth, that's hype. Ask yourself, what right now, what in my life am I following? Am I following hype or am I following my true self, my gifts, my talents, my abilities, who I am in the world and who I'm going to be? What are you following? You see, we can dream with our feet on the ground. When we dream with our feet on the ground, we are locked into our talents, our skills, and our abilities. And at that point, no one can step in and tell you what to do or at least influence you. I think too many times in my own life, I've been influenced by the opinions of others. And the opinions of others are a separate entity to my performance and my ability. My ability to do something is not affected or determined by your opinion. So, for instance, as a writer, you may read my work and you may say it's bad. That just means you think my work is bad. It doesn't mean that I don't know the 26 letters of the alphabet. It doesn't mean that I don't know how to make a noun and a verb and subjects agree and use punctuation. I know how to do all those sorts of things. And if I have a problem, I can use Grammarly or I can hire an editor. That, what, that is what determines my ability and skill as a writer. My willingness to sit down at a desk with a computer or a piece of paper and put my ideas on paper, that is what determines... If you were an artist or not, or if you were a writer or not, not the opinions of other people. And I want to speak to everybody out there today. If you have a dream or if you have a goal or if you have something that you want to do, the opinions of other people, it does not affect, it does not determine your ability. How could it? How could the opinions of other people determine your ability? Look at it. You know how to talk. You know how to spell your name. Now, somebody comes up to you and says, I don't like your voice. So, does that mean you spelled your name incorrectly all of a sudden? Does that mean that you forgot the 26 letters of the alphabet all of a sudden? No. It just means that somebody said something that you don't need to allow to influence you. We need to redefine what hype is and what hype isn't, and we don't need to believe it. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe people who think you can't do something. Move on. Say thanks for the feedback and move on. But the other type of hype that I think is probably more insidious and that we have on a daily basis is our own hype. We scare ourselves. I scare myself on a daily basis. I want to do this podcast. Oh, no, people might think something. I want to put out a blog post. Oh, no, people might think something. Something bad will happen. Ah, that's hype. Stop scaring yourself. Don't believe the hype. Here's what I want to tell you. Don't believe the hype. Believe yourself. Believe your talents. Believe your abilities. Believe what you've been put here on this earth to do. Believe that. And then... If there are skills and abilities and something that you need, go out and get it. Go study it. Go learn it. Find advocates. And if you don't have an advocate, be an advocate for somebody. We can't do it alone. I wish I would have had somebody who would have handed me 
that book when I was 18 years old? Who would have said, wow, this guy likes John Coltrane? And instead of telling him, go back and transcribe the solo, they would have said, hey, if you want to play Coltrane, take a look at this book. If you want to play like Coltrane, here's what he did in the practice room and sent me in that direction. Now, I'm at peace with that. I'm at peace with that. I don't blame anybody for what they did. But I know moving forward, if I have the opportunity, and when I have the opportunity to work with people, I want to point them in the direction of their dreams, believing that if they're safe and they're not trying to harm anyone, that there is a path carved out that people have walked before that can help them get to where they want to be. This is Stephen Thompson, and this is my experience. And let it be known that I believe in you. I believe that we all are walking through this world, and we want to be our best. We all, like Daniel Pink says, we want autonomy, mastery, and purpose. I don't believe that anybody wakes up in the morning and says, I'm going to be terrible. I'm going to be the worst that I've ever been. And that's my purpose, just to be horrible. You may think that your setbacks may have put you in a position where you can't succeed, but that's hype. Don't believe it. Heard somebody say, the best time to plant a tree was 30 years ago. The next best time is today. The second thing I want to leave you with, I heard someone say this past Sunday at church, they were sharing about the relationship with a father who had abandoned him. And after many years, he was able to meet his father. And he said to him, I don't want to tear up the past. I want to build a better future. That's what I want to leave you with. Don't tear up the past. Build a better future. Plant your tree today. This is Stephen Thompson, and this has been the Stephen Thompson Experience.